Greetings, everybody, and welcome to another episode of AUHSD Future Talks. I'm your host, Michael Matsuda, the superintendent of the Anaheim Union High School District. And this show called Future Talks is all about future jobs and careers, especially for our 30,000 students and, and their futures. We've been so blessed to have amazing guests in the fields of education as well as uh, corporate, nonprofit, higher education, even students themselves. And today we're so lucky to have uh, someone from the medical profession, a doctor and a great friend uh, to young people who's doing with her husband doing some amazing work in the field of philanthropy in a country called Belize. And uh, Dr. Mary Tao would like to say hello, a quick hello to our audience. And I'm going to share a little bit more background here. Thank you, Superintendent Matsuda, for having me. Hello, everyone. It's such an honor to be here. Yes. So uh, Dr. Mary Tao is a pediatrician working at JWCH Community Clinics, uh, which serve the underserved and low-income population in the Los Angeles area. Dr. Tao and her husband lead a medical mission team to a Central American country called Belize every year. They've been doing this for about five years. And uh, the Anaheim Union High School District is going to enter into a partnership with the, their uh, nonprofit, a non-governmental organization. So amazing story, uh, Dr. Tal. Could you share a little bit about how it all got started? Sure. Uh, my family took a vacation to the Central American country couple weeks about eight years ago because at that time my kids loved snorkeling and they loved the ocean animals. So I decided to take them to snorkel in the world's second largest reef system, the Belize Barrier Reef. When we got there, we were blown away by the crystal clear Caribbean water, the abundant sea life, and in the inland, there are lush jungles and beautiful waterfalls. The locals were very friendly and loving. We ended up going back to Belize a few times, made many close local friends, and started a nonprofit organization called Coral Key Foundation which focuses on establishing sustainable livelihoods to help the local community and also to help restore the environment and fight global warming. Our first project was starting a seaweed farm, which later became the leading trend for the rest of the Caribbean countries. And we attracted sponsors such as TNC, which stands for the Nature Conservancy, and UNDP, which is United Nations Development Program. Can I just interrupt real quick? Can you... Tell us why this is so important, this seaweed farm. When we were first in Belize, uh, we actually saw, um, like all the other tours, we stay in the touristy area, uh, but there was one morning we had to catch our flight o'clock in the morning and we drove and that's when we saw four or five o'clock in the morning the kids and the workers walking on the unpaved roads not wearing shoes that how poor the rest of the country is and remembering back from my home um my home taiwan uh i remember that um the um with a very similar development. Unfortunately, due to rapid uh, development 
industrialization, Taiwan has lost a lot of its uh, resources. Therefore, uh, looking at Belize, um, there is two ways the country can develop, either through the um, model of China, Taiwan, or something called Costa Rica, in Costa Rica where they focus on um, environmental conservation. And uh, now actually conservation is too late. So we are looking at environmental restoration. And the uh, so project, the seaweed project. We see Belize uh, um, at a critical juncture, either becoming like Costa Rica or possibly like its neighboring countries, Honduras and Guatemala, which uh, are uh, rapidly uh, declining in their economy. So it's an important strategic uh, place for the United States, too, because the more that we can help support the local economy, the, the better it is in terms of, um, uh, uh, you know, keeping uh, folks happy at home. Right. So let me uh, this is an amazing story that uh, you started in terms of, you know, you uh, feeling the need to help and serve the people in Belize. Um, so <clears throat> can you just continue? Um, how did then, did you get started in the medical mission? Oh, sure. So within only a few years into our venture in Belize, we lost several local friends at very young ages. From uh, One of them passed away at age 30. That is when I realized a lack of essential health services, especially in Southern Belize. At the request of my daughter, Julia, and with her assistance, we began our first medical mission trip to Belize five years ago with just three doctors, my two children, ages 14 and 13 back then, and three of their friends. The team quickly grew to 200 people prior to the pandemic. And yeah, I think that, next, that that's a, an amazing uh, growth just in five, uh, five years or so. So, um, yeah. yeah, so what do you, what do, what's, I mean, Tell us about uh, that growth. Sure. Um, actually, it's um, the growth is mainly by mouth, just from student to student. Uh, what amazes me was that despite working under intense and often uncomfortable environment, which we see an average about 200 to 400 patients per day, often in a hot and humid makeshift space, nearly all students have to return year after year. I've even had parents asking what we did to their kids in Belize, that their kids would return home a different person, now appreciating what they have and now having the motivation to do well and to help out. And many also got rid of the smart device dependency, well, at least for the next few months. <laughs> I believe it's a combination of the beauty of nature in Belize, the high energy and passion that the students observe from other team members and from the healthcare professionals and the experience of true joy by serving others. This is the first time the students experience that their hard work makes a direct impact on people's lives. Many patients we see in Southern Belize have never seen doctors before, and we would often catch illnesses that already have or would have caused significant disability and could have been treatable. Give you an example, our last trip, we saw a four-month-old baby with congenital cataracts, and we sent the baby to Belize City for surgery right away. This baby would have become blind if her cataract was not detected early enough. 
and the blindness would have affected the quality of her entire life. So this is kind of modeled after like Doctors Without Borders. And I think that's one reason you've been able to grow it so quickly with so many doctors volunteering their time. And like you said, you have 200 students now who participate. So um, quite, and, and like you say, I mean, sometimes life-saving uh, interventions right there. Because again, for the Mayan villages, this is, the only time really throughout the whole year that they really get to see a doctor. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, actually, um, as a matter of fact, I do belong to Doctors Without Borders, just participating uh, uh, for financial support because Doctors Without Borders, uh, actually the doctors and the healthcare workers do not get to choose where they uh, they practice. So oftentimes they get they do get to send to the war, war zone countries and uh, there's no student involvement. I, I believe our organization is the first time that we uh, take students along with us and some as young as uh, the high school, middle school ages and so, so that so, they can have a... Yeah, so it's a four day, the total time there is, is uh, eight days, one day of travel each way. So it's really six days that kids are, uh, and, uh, and actually university students too, that yeah, I know that they go as well, but mostly the high school yeah. students. So four days in the Mayan villages serving pretty much side by side with doctors. You had mentioned earlier that it's three students to one doctor and that, that really, uh, so the students who go really get side by side uh, experience with uh, medical clinicians. And, um, and then the last two days are uh, focused more on uh, the, the ocean and the ecology. Could you uh, tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Um, the uh, In terms of the medical clinics, the makeshift clinics, um, the original intention did not include the students. They were just simply there uh, shadowing the parents who are the doctors. Uh, but on the very first day with just the three doctors, we saw almost 200 patients per day. And that's when we utilize the students' help uh, to get patients lined up, get them ready, uh, kind of taught them on the spot how to do vital signs. So that has grown to uh, now the three to one student ratio just because of the mouth We have many students who are interested. However, we want to keep a close supervision. Um, after all, these are students. Um, and we want to keep a close supervision on what they're doing. And uh, at the same time, we, the doctors or the healthcare professionals are able to show them and teach them everything that we do in um, a more of a field medi medicine um, setting. Yes. Yeah, so the other thing, too, uh, Dr. Tao, excuse me for interrupting, but the Mayan villages themselves are pretty... Uh, subject to, and the, the villagers do not have access to electricity or running water. Is that correct? That's correct. So uh, we have to bring hand sanitizers. There's no electricity. So the charting is all done by paper chart. Uh, the four clinics that we take our uh, group to actually not only includes the Mayan villages, as Belize is actually a country that uh, has a, a couple of uh, um, kind of ethnic backgrounds, there is the mestizos, which are mainly uh, Spanish-speaking uh, 
from neighboring countries. There is the Creoles and um, the Garifunas. Uh, they do speak a, kind of a, the English uh, Creole. So our students actually get to see a variety of uh, different spectrums of uh, diseases specific to the ethnicity and also endemic to the region. The Mayan villages are more inland, whereas the, the Creoles and the uh, Garifunas are more coastal. Um, so there are different issues to tackle in each villages. So um, the, the last two days, you're focused more on the ecological issues as well. So could you share a little bit about that? Of course. Because there are often no internet signals, our, our kids uh, really get to see and experience nature. So the last two days of a mission trip, we take our groups out to the ocean and islands, teach them about our seaweed farming or responsible fishing or snorkeling or simply relaxing on the hammocks and enjoying the island breeze because by then they're exhausted. Uh, we would also take them into the jungle for zip lining. This part of the mission trip is actually put together by our original organization, which has since changed its name to Be Blue, uh, which stands for Building Belizean Livelihood in Unison with the Environment. And Coral Key Foundation is now the parent organization for both Be Blue and the Medical Mission Organization, which is now called ABC, standing, stands for Agape Belize Cure. Could you tell us a little bit about the, um, currently, I mean, most of the students who go are related to the doctors, right? So um, the reason why I ask that question is because um, what AUHSD is doing with your uh, nonprofit is to, we, our goal is to send some of our students uh, to the medical clinic next year. But um, tell us a little bit about um, sort of the, the students and, uh, you know, the, the type of uh, exposure that they're going to get to um, the medical uh, field. Yes, uh, initially the students were uh, relatives or friends of the, the doctors. Um, and uh, we quickly realized that um, due to patient confidentiality and now the HIPAA regulation in the U.S., it's no longer easy for students in the U.S. to observe exactly what a doctor does behind closed patient doors. If there's no family member in the medical field, it's hard for our students to know the details of these types of professions. Many people, even um, my age generation, chose the medical profession because of the common perception that this field is prestigious and lucrative, only to find out when it's too late due to the years of study and student debt, that they don't enjoy the responsibilities, the inflexible work schedule, the mountains of forms and paperwork, and et cetera. The job burnout in physicians is particularly dangerous because the inattention and negligence in patient care can directly cause harmful effects in the patient's life, or at the very least, sacrifice the quality of life of the physician and his or her family life. But on the other hand, we had students from families without the healthcare background who joined us uh, for the last two mission trips, who found out during the medical mission trip that they absolutely love the medical knowledge and the ability to use that knowledge to help people. In fact, many of our students come back to the mission trip eager to learn the knowledge so that they can go back and do more. Due to the nature of our makeshift clinic, we're all 
peer specialties are under one, uh, are actually in our case, it's under one tent. The primary care doctors, the specialist doctors, such as the surgeons, the rheumatologists, and nephrologists, the physical or occupational therapists, the pharmacists, the nurses, the dentists and dental specialists, and et cetera. Our students get the unique opportunity to observe what all healthcare professionals do and can therefore decide on what they like to do in the future for themselves based on exposure and experience rather than based on common misconceptions. But I do have to emphasize, though, that we also practice patient respect, patient care, and patient confidentiality as our top priorities. I often tell everyone that what happens in Belize stays in Belize. No one is allowed to discuss or post any patient cases without patient's written approval and the approval by the main ABC organization. Okay, so that is kind. Of, that's that's kind of the experience in a nutshell for our for our listeners. And um, we're 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 just about out of time. It just I'm so excited that you um, in your just in your grace and kindness. And as you know, we have that fifth C compassion in our district um, that you have donated so much of your time and your resources and uh, your commitment to this project. And you and your husband have developed an organization that now has non-governmental organization status, meaning that you are recognized by the government of Belize for your excellent work. And you also uh, have an ability to bring in funding from organizations like the United Nations. And I know that you uh, have personally transformed. I mean, this experience has transformed young people and really um, having them commit to uh, the medical profession or so many other types of uh, professions. And, uh, you know, it just really opened their whole lives. I know that oftentimes uh, you've, uh, you talk about compassion and um, in the few uh, seconds that we have left, Dr. Tal, I, I think that you have a, a quote from Mother Teresa that you often you often uh, share. Would you like to share that? Of course. Um, and um, I love this model of the five C's, the creativity, communication, collaboration, critical thinking, and compassion. And I believe the last C, the compassion for others and the passion to help will directly well, well, direct and help target the rest of the seas to the most optimal result. And uh, the quote I like to share from Mother Teresa is, the fruit of love is service, which is compassion in action. And I'm very honored and blessed to be a part of this mission team where we live out this 5C model with the core compassion, leading the rest of the seas, communication, collaboration, critical thinking, and creativity into the direction of a better community and world. Well, what a mic drop, Dr. Tell. We're so blessed to have you and uh, the ABC organization as a partner with the Anaheim Union High School District to help transform the lives, not only of the Belizeans, but also the lives of our Anaheim Union High School District students. Thank you so much. Thank you, Superintendent, Superintendent Matsuda.